Welcome to the Kindness Podcast. I'm Nicole Phillips. Jessica Pate is the founder and executive director of We Are Brave Together, a supportive community of moms with special needs children. It is her own experiences in life that fuels her passion to strengthen, encourage, inspire, and validate all special needs moms in their unique and difficult journeys. Would you tell me about your three kids? Yes, I'd be happy to. I have three teenagers, so I'm in that stage of life. My Congratulations. Is... Oh, thank you. <laughs> I have to say, though, I actually do enjoy this a lot more than the baby phase, although I look at babies now and I say, oh, can I borrow you for a day? Um, <laughs> Luke is 19. He's a college freshman. He's at Loyola Marymount. And I have Ryan, who is 16, and he is my son with special needs. He has a rare genetic disorder called Prader-Willi syndrome. And I have Kate, who is 14 and a half, going on 20. She's <laughs> amazing and could run the house. Um, yes, yeah, so those are my three. And can you tell us more about Ryan's, what, what does life look like? with in your particular household? Sure, sure. So um, the early years were very much focused on milestones and physical therapy and occupational therapy and speech therapy. He was born with low muscle tone, so all milestones are delayed. He had some medical issues and um, in childhood, what makes the news with this particular syndrome is that there is a insatiable food drive that kicks in. So you go from babies who are considered failure to thrive because they don't cry for food and they're unable to suck to this insatiable food drive. And it's, which is, it's just crazy. They do not have any satiety signals. And so left to themselves, it's life-threatening. They need to be watched 24-7. Kitchens need to be locked. And with Ryan, though, his food drive has been a slow burn. We did not have to lock our kitchen until he was 13. And I would say even last summer, then we had to step it up where everything has to be locked constantly at all times, not for a second unlocked. Um, So... It could have been worse. Um, It still could be worse. We talk about food a lot. um, And we certainly avoid restaurants and certain parties. And you realize quickly, well, we realized this when Ryan was young, that every single holiday involves so much food. Mm -hmm. And in PWS, you also have to be on a careful diet. Um, We have not had to count calories, but most people are counting calories and restricting because there is low metabolism on top of the food drive. So you're hungry all the time and you don't get as much as everybody else. It is a double whammy. Um, It just makes me so so sad. Yes. Yes. And it's so easy. I talked about it for 16 and a half years that it just rolls off my tongue without a tear. And then there are moments I stop and I look at him and I think about all his struggles beyond the food drive and I'm a puddle. Yeah. So in our everyday life now, um, 
I mean, we've always followed a food schedule. He has a lot of anxiety. I would say that is harder than the food drive to manage. Um, but with the help of medications and behaviorists, you know, we're in a good place. Thankfully, he's been very, very stable. Um, he's always been in a special day class. He's always had a one-on-one -on -one at school. And um, really, all I care about is he happy, safe, and stable. You know, it just gets mm -hmm. very simple when you have a child with special needs. Mm -hmm. And it gives you perspective, for sure. How, how does that, how do, how do Luke and Kate react to their brother? How has that changed life for them? Well, what they say, it's all they've known. Mm -hmm. And I would say uh, they're amazing cheerleaders and advocates for Ryan. I'm so grateful that he has a sibling on each side. And they love him so much. And they are uh, incredibly responsible because of what they've had to grow up with. And, you know, they are, they could be behaviorists themselves. Mm -hmm. They're just really amazing with Ryan. And um, I know it's been hard. I know it has altered family life. We talk about it and have talked about it very openly with them. And I read early on that whatever feelings I have felt in terms of like the grief cycle, disappointments, resentment, embarrassment, sadness, loss, all those feelings, the siblings feel as well. So that it's critical to validate and just talk openly. Mm -hmm. Don't let it be the elephant in the room. Don't squash it. Don't have unrealistic expectations of the siblings that they should be extra mature and extra patient and all of that. And so we've tried, my husband and I have tried, and we've also uh, spent a lot of time doing one-on-one -on -one dates or trips without Ryan so that they could get the attention mm -hmm. that they need. Mm -hmm. So I would imagine that it is some, there was some part within all of that emotional journey for you over this, these last 16, 17 years that fueled your passion to start this amazing supportive community called We Are Brave Together. Can you talk about what really fuels you with that? Absolutely. So when, when we got the, the diagnosis, when Ryan was five weeks old, of course we were crushed and we were so scared. Nobody had ever heard of PWS still to this day. Um, and we were just thrust into foreign territory. But thankfully, within a few days, we received a phone call from the Prada Willi California Foundation from a woman who is my friend to this day who became my mentor. Mm. And knowing that I had someone who would be there for us uh, all along the way was tremendously comforting. And it was just somebody I could go to and ask questions or vent or share. And my husband and I have always created community for ourselves. We jumped into the foundation and their support groups and their conferences. So we never felt alone uh, completely. I mean, you do feel like, wow, my life is altered and it hits you from time to time. And you definitely have to go through the grieving. But um, just knowing what the journey is like, that it is exponentially emotional than typical 
motherhood journeys um, and the stress that's there, the isolation that can be there, and the fact that I had benefited from mentoring, community, connection with others. That is why I had to start something for special needs moms. I just hoped that if I created something that where they could just show up, whether it's a support group, a workshop, or a retreat, and it's all arranged for them, maybe they would access this community and feel a part of a tribe and a sense of belonging, and then naturally learn from one another and be inspired for their journey and be strengthened and empowered for their journey. Um, I, I had to do something. Mm. I think that's when the most beautiful acts of kindness happen when you know you have to do it. It's just like giving birth to, to this idea that you're like, I have yeah. to make this happen. I think yeah. it's interesting that you didn't just stick with Ryan's disorder. You basically said all moms out there who are dealing with children with special needs, who are dealing with the issues that come with raising a child with special needs, come aboard, be part of our community. Do you feel yeah. like it? it's... Do you lose something then because it's not just Ryan's disorder or do you gain something from that? Oh, it's a huge gain. It's a huge gain because you can get very myopic in your own child's diagnosis. And I think hearing each other's stories, hearing about rare and crazy rare diseases that are out there and what other moms' daily journeys are like strengthen me and inspire me and give me perspective when I think, oh my gosh, this is so hard. And then you hear about a mom who is in and out of the hospital every year or every month. And you think, oh, okay, I can be grateful for what's going on and the positives in my life. Or you look at that woman's attitude and strength and resilience and you learn from that other mom you learn we all learn from each other and i really think it's a beautiful thing that it's a diverse group of stories and backgrounds i was really enjoying getting to know you online before i got to know you you know through this podcast and one of the things that really stuck out to me was that you are a woman's woman, meaning like girlfriends and get togethers and you like to have fun and you like to be authentic and support people. At least that's what came across, you know, over mm. the world wide web. And mm. do you Thank feel like you. that? Is that you? Yeah. Yes, that's me. Okay. My, my husband jokes and says, you're everyone's best friend. Um, <laughs> I, I say I'm a girlfriend's girlfriend. My girlfriends all growing up have been family to me. And I am extremely passionate about the friendship of women. And I just think, I always say this, that the intersection of our lives is a gift when we leave the comparison and competition and cattiness behind. We have so much to offer. We have so much to teach each other. We have so much to give. And I, I, I am just crazy passionate about community and I am so thankful for all my longstanding relationships, whether it's from childhood or high school or college or post-college life. I have 
very deep, deep friendships. Mm -hmm. How do you cultivate that in an online community and also in real life through We Are Brave Together? You mentioned workshops and and things like that, but can Mm -hmm. you go into that a little bit more about the types of services? Absolutely. So we put on traditional support groups here in the South Bay where I live um, about every other month. Help, hold on. South we, Bay is, is that California? Oh, I'm Southern California. Okay. So we are, I live in Palos Verdes. And so when I say South Bay, it's all the beach cities. <laughs> um, and you can hear by, I live in South Dakota. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can come to South Dakota. <laughs> okay, we'll be friends here. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't mean I to interrupt, but I South Dakota. I, yeah, I was. But we we do a lot of our um, events in Southern California, but we do retreats in California and Florida, mm. and that's expanding. We've been asked to come to Austin, Texas, so um, that's in the works. Um, you know, we hope to, as our funding grows, to be able to do retreats in more locations as, uh, I mean, the need is there. It's just really having somebody to collaborate with, you know, on the ground in another city and state. Um, So how do we foster connection online? Some people love it, some people don't. But I think within our Facebook group for We Are Brave, I just try to co- cultivate an authentic community. Like you can say anything, you can share anything, you can share something funny, share a victory, you know, share how you're struggling and we are all going to rise up and 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 be there for you. And so I think when people genuinely see that or observe that whether they ever post, share or, or not within the Facebook group, it's there. I mean, that's the feedback I'm getting mm-hmm. from the moms who are part of We Are Brave. And so, but I do strongly believe, and this is why we call our newsletter, The Power of Gathering, I do believe in that face-to-face. And so that's why we are not just an online resource, but we do these gatherings in person. I know how refreshed I feel when I am able to go to a retreat or just something away from my routine. I can only imagine what that would feel like to someone who is on 24/7 with a child. Because do, yes. do you feel like do you feel like occasionally that you you hear from women who say I I just feel like I am I'm on an I, I'm on an island, you know, that I'm working nonstop. Mm-hmm. Do you get those sorts of comments mm-hmm. from people? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and although it feels scary to leave your children behind and leave them in, you know, somebody else's hands, even, even a great husband or, you know, babysitters or whoever the caregivers that, that you call upon so that you can get away for that weekend, just being able to be off duty, even though I know moms check their phones and I know moms check Mm -hmm. in. Um, and they're available for questions from, you know, husbands, partners, whoever is pitching in, um, they can let down. Mm. And so it, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And I, I always tell the moms, you know, everything that we put together here and offer in terms of our group times, it's optional. We hope that you will participate. But if you need a nap, mm. if you need to just sleep through the first session on Saturday morning, it's okay. 
Mm-hmm. This is your time. This is your time. What sort of growth have you seen since you started this community? And when did you start it? So we launched July 2017 okay. with a summer inspiration party. Just uh, We do this every year as a mom's night off. And we, we had probably 50 or 60 moms attend that night. We had about 125 moms on our list. This was before we had a website. This was before we had mm-hmm. nonprofit status, but I just had to start. I, I couldn't wait till we had everything perfectly lined up because the need was so evident to me as I was, you know, asking around and asking on social media. Um, today, we have 856 moms that are a part of We Are Brave Together nationwide, about 600 and 40 are in Southern California, the rest are outside of Southern California, and we even have a few moms from outside the country that have found us that are a part of the Facebook group. Wow. So and we've had our nonprofit status for two years. Okay, excellent. Wow. So obviously you were right when you said, I just have to begin because I know there's a need here. You were right. You felt it. So yes. how do we tell the people listening who are in Ohio or South Dakota or North Dakota or Wisconsin or wherever they're listening from, how, what do you want to say to them if they're like, well, California is so far away, you know, um, what do you want to say to them? Well, I would say that, yes, we are far away and I wish I could be in every city and every state. And I know that I can't, um, but I hope that they can feel a part of the community and a sense of sisterhood and tribe and belonging through the Facebook group. And they are welcome to attend our events, you know, as we get closer to where they are. Like when we did a Florida retreat, we had moms fly in from Minnesota, Kansas, Tennessee, Georgia, um, Ohio. I mean, we had people from all over attend that Florida retreat a year ago. So, you know, we might get to states closer to where they are, but they're welcome to join the community of We Are Brave through our website, wearebravetogether.com. There will be a pop-up, and they can join. And on that pop-up, it asks if they would like to be a part of the Facebook group. It's optional. Most people say yes. And um, it's a way to definitely connect. And something that is also the ripple effect is there are satellite support groups that are in the works. So we've got one, our very first satellite support group in San Diego that's in the works. And I met a mom on Saturday night at our fundraiser who said, I'm in the Pasadena area, so that's Los Angeles area. Um, Can I start a support group there? So it, you know, if this inspires moms who are in North Dakota to meet with other moms in their city or their school district, to get together and that's just coffee, you know, once in a while or a glass of wine or dinner or whatever it is, a walk, so be it. They don't even have to call it We Are Brave, right? Right, right. But I just hope that it inspires moms all over to reach out to the moms in their community and get together mm-hmm. and I, know that they're not alone. They don't have to be alone. Right. And I think that the, I think that the name We Are Brave Together is so powerful. I... I love bravery. I love kindness, but the to to name it and to say I am brave uh when maybe they don't feel brave is 
is pretty empowering. Yes. Hmm. Yes. And I think as we hear each other's stories, it makes us more brave. And I always say, if you're having a rough day, just visualize us in your kitchen with you. Visualize us in your day-to-day life, reminding you that, yes, you can do this. Yes, we're here for you. Yes, you can do this. Yes, you are capable. Yes, you are patient enough. Yes, you are smart enough. Yes, you can you can handle because you have handled it up till now. And it's just those nagging voices in your head that tell you, I can't do this. I'm not cut out for this special needs motherhood journey. And kindness podcast listeners, if you just take that last paragraph that Jessica just said in, to, to visualize a group, a support group in your kitchen with you, whether you are a parent of a child with special needs or whether you are just a person doing life and feeling like it's hard, I think that same thing goes goes for you, everyone, you know, that that there is power when we can visualize the people who love us and cheer us on. And that's great kindness. So Jessica, what is one of the kindest things that we can say to a special needs mother? Oh, I love this question. Thank you so much because certainly I hear and have heard through the years and I know from my own experience the wrong things. But the best thing that you can say, the kindest thing that you can say to a special needs mom or really anyone who's going through crisis or experiencing chronic hardship, whatever that is, is this. And this is what a girlfriend said to me a few years ago. I know enough to know I have no idea what you are going through. But I do know that I love you, I care about you, and I support you fully. Hmm. Because it's very kind to acknowledge to somebody else going through something that you have no idea, whether that's cancer or they lost their mom or divorce or, you know, whatever the crisis is that you have no idea because you've never walked in those shoes, just to, to acknowledge, like, I have no idea, but I do know that I care about you and I am here for you and I will walk with you. So do you have those words memorized so that you can say them one more time if people need to hear the exact words that you said? Yes. Okay, so say it to us one more time. Everybody listen really carefully. I know enough to know that I have no idea what your journey is like, but I do know that I care about you, I love you, and I support you fully. What a gift to be able to give to someone else with those words. Hmm. Yes. Jessica, is there anything else that I didn't ask you that you want to share? Um, I, one thing that I share within We Are Brave is that, uh, and I hope that it's a ripple effect too, is because moms have been through trauma and drama and they know, um, like we just talked about what people say that are the right thing and then they know what people um, say that are not helpful or not comforting. I call them agents of compassion because they know what it feels like to have compassion poured out upon them. And 
they need to be agents of compassion to themselves. They are obviously agents of compassion to their children. But then because they have experienced kindness and compassion, that they can then reach out to other moms, to other people going through hard times and can be agents of compassion. Jessica, you are an agent of compassion. I am so grateful for you and for your hard work and and um, really for for Ryan for kind of spinning this off, right? Without without Ryan, there's there is no thought of needing to do this. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you to your entire family. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for letting me share my heart, my dream, my my baby. Uh, We are brave together. I so appreciate it. Learn more about this incredible community for moms of children with special needs at wearebravetogether.com or on Instagram at wearebravetogether. Thanks for listening to The Kindness Podcast. It's produced by WOUB Public Media and relies heavily on the kindness of engineer Adam Rich. I'm Nicole Phillips. We hope you'll subscribe to The Kindness Podcast wherever you listen and find us on social media at Kindness Podcast. If you like the show, please spread some kindness in the review section. 